Hey there, this is Danny Sunshine Bauer from Better Leaders, Better Schools, and the School Leadership Series, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. You know, we want to be treated with respect, dignity, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, are, are you applying that to your, are you doing that outward, outside of yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, forget this entitlement, like you deserve it kind of stuff. No, like do it, do it, and then you'll get it. I, I totally believe that. Hey, Burned In Teachers, welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast, one part burnout and all other parts, action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. My name is Amber Harper, and I'm so excited to welcome you to episode number 21. This month's theme is Administration is Burning Me Out, and this is the perfect interview to support that struggle. Just a second ago, you heard some advice on how to reach what seems to be an unreachable administrator. And if you don't know who that was, let me introduce you. That's Danny Sunshine Bauer advocating for teachers to start looking within yourselves when you're struggling with your relationship with your administrator. And yes, he is the Danny Sunshine Bauer from the bumper at the beginning of the podcast today. He is also a member of the Education Podcast Network, just like me. Danny Sunshine Bauer is the founder of Better Leaders, Better Schools, a popular blog and most downloaded podcast for leaders in education. He helps school leaders fight isolation and frustration through his leadership community, the mastermind, in order to gain clarity and find solutions to their greatest challenges. Danny is also the author of the number one hot new release on Amazon, The Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap, which helps educators create legendary schools. And if you're wondering where the name Sunshine came from, stay tuned because he also answers that question in this all so important interview about building relationships between yourself and your administration. And you know, it's really funny to me that our conversation continues to go back to how similar a relationship is between a principal and a teacher to the relationship between a teacher and his or her class. So if you're dealing with a broken down relationship between anybody that you work with in education, this is a great episode to help to support you and help you to take actionable steps to build that bridge that I talked and blogged about last week when I talked a little bit about my terrible relationship with my administrator in the past. But before we jump into the interview, I want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Teacher Burnout Quiz. Find out what type of teacher burnout you're struggling with so you can take the appropriate steps necessary to begin to beat it. This quick six-question quiz will help you not only identify what burnout type you are, but I send you results that include action steps you can begin taking today to begin beating the burnout. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and begin to take control over your burnout today. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, 
advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today on the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm so excited to get started with this interview. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Amber, it's it's a uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here on the podcast, and thanks for inviting me. Of course, of course, you are the first person that I've had on the podcast who has had experience as an administrator. So I'm really excited to hear your story and for you to share with the listeners your journey in education, where it is that you got started. So can you start first of all with that? Yeah, I uh, grew up in Chicago, and I was lucky in high school. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, school was a place that I enjoyed, right? Mm-hmm. And I did well. I played school well. I, I excelled in my classes. I did sports. I did uh, the arts. I, I was in the band, uh, chorus. I did uh, musicals, you know, drama, all that. So I, I was like sort of a modern-day renaissance man in high school. You know, <laughs> I, my hands were in everything. Um but I helped. I enjoyed helping my peers, right? Seeing that that metaphorical light bulb go off, right? People have an epiphany, like, "Oh, I got it! Finally, algebra, calculus makes sense," you know, or whatever. And so I knew that I didn't want to be at a desk, which is sort of funny because like teachers have desks, right? And all the kids are in desks. But I knew I didn't want a cubicle job. Uh, I knew I wanted to be very relational, work with people, and to help. Um, at that time, I, I really saw education, and it makes sense. Like education, you get that very quick feedback that you're doing something that matters, and so that's why I picked that um, that that industry. Uh, and from Chicago, went to U of I, studied to be a, a, a teacher, uh, got my first teaching position in Marietta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. Uh, called called my um, favorite professor. Uh, who trained me to be a teacher when I got the job. Um, I, it was like right after the job offer there. I was still in Atlanta, and we got to uh, celebrate and sh- share that special moment uh, over the phone. Um, that was fun. That was before you had like uh, touch screens, right? So you had right. to <laughs> – texting took a lot longer, you know, mm-hmm. to cycle through all the letters. Um, but I was a classroom teacher for about 12, 12 13 years, uh, and from there, I, I was really happy to remain in the classroom my whole life. Um, but what happened is is that uh, a friend saw leadership skills in me. And as a, as a teacher, I, I was getting opportunities to lead, whether that's a, a grade level department or like a program like AVID. I've done all that stuff. Um, but, he, but he said, Danny, you know, uh, I think you'd be a great administrator. Have you ever thought of it? And I want you to be on my team and start next year. So that was like, wow. huh. no, I, I really haven't. I really haven't thought of it, Dre. And uh, there's a, you know, faith component to my life. I said, okay, I'll, well, I'll, I'll pray about it and I'll let you know. And uh, so I did. I thought about it. I prayed about it. And the crazy thing, Amber, is that the school I was at, it's an awesome school. I love it. It's Kenwood Academy in Chicago, um, right, right in the backyard of uh, Obama. He was in, uh, you know, Hyde Park in Chicago, mm-hmm. Kenwood um, bumps up to that neighborhood in Chicago. The school's awesome, really, really fun school. And all of a sudden, I was dissatisfied. I, I saw like paint chipping off the wall that I didn't see before, and the the bathroom smelled a little worse than they used to smell. And mm. the kids started to drive me nuts, and my colleagues were like, ah, you know. But for some reason, that dissatisfaction started to bubble up. It never was there. 
And uh, I think that's because I was supposed to take the next step. So I went into instructional coaching while I was finishing my administrative degree. Uh, and then I became a, a, a resident principal, an assistant principal, and then principal. So I've worn a lot of hats. I've worked at the central office level too, uh, helping out schools implement the AVID program, so the administration and the teachers. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I've pretty much done it all. And now full-time, so I've come from Chicago, Marietta, Georgia, all the way to we're having this call at the time of the recording. I'm in the Netherlands, but when this airs, I won't be in the Netherlands. I'll be somewhere else in <laughs> Europe. So, but I, I work with educators full time, and uh, my niche is really school leadership. Uh, the way I define that, like, teachers are leaders. So I want everybody to hear that. Um, but the the leaders that I work with predominantly are, are principals, APs, uh, instructional coaches, maybe like curriculum directors, um, that kind of thing at central office. I do work with one superintendent as well. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of questions if I can back up just for a second. So you said you taught for about 12 or 13 years. Was that all in the same school district grade level? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, four years in four years in Georgia. And at that point, remember I, I shared with professor Willis, Hey, I got the job, professor Willis, you know, it was so exciting in Georgia. Uh, well, Throughout those next four years, I would call her regularly, at least once a month, maybe more. Just say, hey, these are the things we're doing in class, you know, what get feedback, you know, get support, try to get better. And essentially, after teaching for a while, she said, Well, Danny, um, we'll pay for your graduate school. It's time for you to come back, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't you don't turn that down. And I, I like U of I uh, down at Urbana Champagne, I L L for all the listeners. Let's <laughs> <You, you, laughs> see if you guys uh finished that for me. But um you know, that was a great opportunity. So I came back to Illinois, and then I stayed in Champaign-Urbana for quite a while. Uh, and then the rest of my uh, classroom teaching experiences in Chicago Public Schools. Okay. Uh, and then the administrative side, Chicago Public Schools, as well as uh, Houston, Texas. Did you ever experience or go through a, uh, a season of burnout yourself as a teacher? I think like um, every year. Does that count? Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's a demanding job. And I've been very vocal about this on my podcast. Uh, and I tell I tell people this all the time that I think teaching is harder than being a principal. I really do. Uh, and I'll go toe to toe with anybody on that debate. Uh, the demands of a, a classroom teacher are just so enormous. And, you know, I don't know. What, I don't know why, but I think a lot of administrators don't necessarily they forget they don't have a, a, a really great appreciation for uh, the special things that happen in every classroom. So, mm-hmm. you know, those demands are, are put on every teacher. That doesn't mean every teacher's meeting them or every teacher's trying to meet them, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's obviously a variety of quality in the classroom as well as at, at the building leadership level. Um, but it is a hard job. It's a very hard job. If you're burned out, I'll bet you catch yourself saying things like, no one can possibly understand where I'm coming from or what's wrong with me? This is what I went to school for. Why am I so miserable? And even things like, if I tell anyone how I'm feeling, they'll think I'm being negative. I am so burned out. Maybe I'm just a negative person. But saying these things doesn't solve the real issues you're struggling with. You have to do something. Teachers from all over the world have joined the Burned In Teacher Facebook group for reasons such as, there's too much to do and no time to do it or my administration doesn't offer any guidance or support for me or my class is out of control plus many many more reasons 
These are all issues that we tackle in the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program. Starting April 8th, the doors are open again for another Burned In Teacher Tribe of teachers who want to join this group and start taking control over their burnout. Throughout this eight-week program of support, you won't just get access to me, but also access to Burned In Teacher mentors who have finished the program, as well as the current members who are in your tribe. We will have weekly group calls, access to our Burned In Teacher Tribe members-only Facebook group, and of course, a Burned In journal to help you to document your reflections and actions throughout the program. For more information or to read and watch testimonials from past Burned In Teacher Tribe members, go to burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching. That's burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching to get all of the information that you need to decide whether or not the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program is right for you. Doors are open now for you to register for the April Tribe. Let me take you from burned out to burned in. Yeah. Is there one season in particular that stands out to you? Uh, Yeah. Sixth grade, eighth hour class. I was going to quit teaching, man. Those guys were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't get them to do anything. You know, they were, they were disengaged. And here's the thing. It's my fault. It's not the kid's fault. And that's, that's a hard realization to come to. Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you confident and secure and strong enough that you could say, this is my classroom. This is my fault. The good and the bad, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's the good stuff, of course, I'm going to take all those accolades and the celebrations. When it's bad, what most people do, do, including me, when I'm unhealthy. But when I'm healthy, you know, I don't deflect. I own it. Mm-hmm. When I'm unhealthy, I deflect. It's the kids. Why can't their parents, you know, or whatever. Like there's a million reasons that people come up with. And half the time that, that has a racial and, you know, prejudice component as well. Uh, socioeconomic, all this kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. We could do a million podcasts on this topic. Absolutely. But, but it was eighth hour. It was, uh, I don't remember the year. And I just was not connecting with those kids. And so Professor Willis had a TA, Catherine Hunter. So she's like uh, the Robin to the Batman. And I invited, <laughs> I invited her into my class, uh, humbled myself. And I said, Catherine, like, I need help. I cannot connect with these kids. This class is freaking driving me nuts. I'm going to quit. Like, it's the worst. And, uh, and that's a... That's a bad way to end every day on a negative note, a sour note. And so I, I, had, her, I had her come in and observe me teach and uh, give me feedback on how I can improve. And what was her assessment? She said, whisper. Really? Yeah. Because I'm a younger male uh, basketball coach. Amber, I'm a basketball coach. I love basketball. <laughs> And so I'm used to barking orders if I need to be heard, right? Uh, or even using your physicality. I'm not talking about proximity, but, you know, being a guy, you know, using your physicality to, to get com- compliance, I guess, as well, or buy-in ownership, um, engagement. Mm-hmm. Anyways, instead of trying to, like these kids, um, they, were, they were energetic, they were riled up, and it's eighth hour, and they're ready to go home, and I need to acknowledge that. But instead of meeting their energy level and trying to out-energize these kids, which is exhausting mm-hmm. and also just uh, discouraging, because how are you going to beat the energy level of even five other 
human beings. You can't. You're just one person. She said, you need to get quieter so that when you have something important to say, the kids lean in to what you're saying. I said, that freaking blew my mind. Did it work? Could, they're not going to hear me. Yeah. They don't hear me when I shout. Yeah. They don't hear me when I whisper. <laughs> yeah. She was right. Amber, she was mm-hmm. right. I started to whisper and the kids were like, we can't hear you. I said, well, I guess you need to be quieter. Mm-hmm. You know? And I started teaching at a whisper. And and I also, you know, that's so that that's a very simple one. But I had to I had to consider how to engage and really know my kids, what their interests were and that kind of thing, and just do a lot more work in terms of um, differentiation, personalization, all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, what works for most kids weren't going to work for those ones, and they just they just had different needs, and I wasn't meeting them. So I had to I had to switch up what the class design looked like, and then my approach to delivering the content as well. I have a couple of things about that that really interest me. Number one, the fact that you stepped up and asked for someone to come in and, and observe you. And yeah. look for the problem. Right. That that speaks a lot to to your vulnerability and and being able to to take that step back and say, I need mm-hmm. somebody else's input here because maybe I don't know what's best right now. And for sure. and taking that responsibility onto yourself and saying, My kids are disengaged, things are going terribly, it's my fault, but I don't know how to fix it. That's a huge, huge step for some people to take. And Mm -hmm. it also makes me wonder, too, you had said that if the engagement is down in the classroom and things are going poorly, that it is the teacher's fault. And and you believe in yourself that 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 was your problem to solve as a teacher. Mm -hmm. Do Mm -hmm. you feel that that's also the same type of uh, situation that principals find themselves in when their staff is disengaged? Um, and their their culture is is not going in a correct uh, direction. Do you feel like that's the same type of theory that you hold for for school culture as well as classroom culture? Yeah, of course. Um, it has to be gut check, mirror moments, right? And and the school leaders I coach now, I think that that leadership community or the one on one clients I serve, you know, they keep coming back for more mm-hmm. because those those mirror moments that I can. Uh, engineer for them are so powerful and it leads to greater leadership capacity development you know accelerates their learning and all that kind of stuff so that that's at least that that might not be the silver bullet answer every time but that's where to start you know what are you going to do you're going to get rid of all all, all your teachers in you know in a year and start over start fresh or the students or whatever maybe i mean i guess that's one solution uh but at the end of the day like here's here's the deal you know you could you look at your relationship, if you're married, or your best friends, your circle of friends, your family, and then we're talking about education, you could only control yourself. That's it. That so is true. it. And so I've just that message resonates with me. Um, it's it's tough because I could be my worst critic. Probably you know your listeners or you, Amber, are really resonating with that. Um, man, I could be really hard on myself. And sometimes I can't get myself unstuck, even though I see like this train that's out of control and I'm like, ah, I don't want to be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I can't reset myself and get out of it, but, but there is an awareness there and I I do my best and on my best days I'm able to, yeah, show up. And so that's something to think about is like, if I could only control myself, then who do I need to be? 
who do I need to be in terms of the classroom teacher, the school principal or whatever uh, to show up at my best, to serve my community? Uh, what routines and rituals will get me there? What outcomes can I expect if I do show up at my best and do engage in these routines and rituals? Mm-hmm. Like these are the questions that I like to to answer. But yes, to your first, you know, your, your other question um, in terms of principles, they need to think, what am I doing about this? Uh, Seth Godin is the last thing I'll say, I promise. Well, until you I love Seth question. Godin. He says you get the culture you deserve. And then, ooh, that really hurts too, Oof, right? Yeah. So that hits mirror hard. moments, yeah, gut check stuff, like, yes. So from the administrator side, I have a lot of teachers who confide in me and, and talk to me about how difficult it is to work with their administrator. They don't feel that their principal or assistant principal care enough about them and their classroom and the students and their struggles to even reach out and help. They don't even feel like they can approach them in Mm. order to try to solve the problem. What advice do you have for those teachers that although they are trying to take action, which is what I preach on on this podcast and, and is part of my mission is helping these teachers to take steps to improve their life as not just teachers, but as human beings. And they're trying to take these steps, but they are meeting nothing but walls and resistance and, and maybe even some some ignorance there between, mm. you know, them and their and their principal. What what do you have? What do you have to offer them in terms of advice? Well, you know, basically what we've talked about so far, like what do you add into the relationship, right? There's it takes two to tango. So to consider what are you adding positive and negative energy wise to this, uh, this relationship, whether deposits or withdrawals, you know, I might, I might be, I like, I like to flip things on people cause you're asking, you know, um, the administrator doesn't seem to care about me, right? They're not investing in me. What are you doing to invest in him or her, you know? What are you doing to communicate that you care about them as a principal or just more importantly, who cares about it as a principal or as a teacher, as a human being? So start there because normally, you know, we want to be treated with respect, dignity, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, are are you applying that to your are you doing that outward outside of yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, forget this entitlement like you deserve it kind of stuff. No, like do it, do it and then you'll get it. I, I totally believe that. But with that being said, too, if you're feeling like, wow, well, I do stop by and I check in and I write thank you cards and all these nice things, right? And you you can say and look in the mirror, oh, I am invested in this relationship and it's still not what I want. Well, then I would I would encourage the listeners to try to go through some sort of like walk a mile in their shoes sort of uh, exercise and try to really consider like what what does their day look like? You know, why might they feel distant or disconnected or disengaged and that kind of stuff? Um, maybe it'll just take a courageous conversation, you know. Like, can you, as a listener, say, Amber, it seems you're not engaging this year. I could be wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm feeling is is not a connection, and I'm wondering if if that's true. And the story I'm telling myself is dot, 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 like we're disengaged because you think I'm a lousy teacher or I, I'm mad and I don't know why. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, is that true or whatever? I just need to check in because I want this relationship to be better. So check yourself first, walk a mile in their shoes, be courageous, 
and just call it out. Like, this is what I'm feeling. Here's the story I'm telling. And I'm, I'm checking in for clarification, like a good teacher does. You check for understanding. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. You know, and what you're saying goes so, so well with my uh, by burden teacher method, my action guide for teachers that they can download for free. It's all about building yeah. those relationships. Um, it's about going through the burned in process with your students, your colleagues, your administrator, and yourself to really mm. figure out where and break it down. Like where where are the barriers and what am I going to do to tackle those things? So yeah. so what you're saying goes so, so well with my theory on, on how teachers can begin to solve their burnout by simply being really reflective and and really brave about mm-hmm. you know tackling starting with themselves what can i do amber where can uh, people download that if it's their first time listening uh they can go to burnedinteacher.com and if you scroll down a little bit on the home page there's a sign up form right there so you sign up and you will get that pdf emailed to you right away Wow, that sounds like an awesome guide. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. Um, so I have lots of plans on how to use it with teachers and administrators in the future. Good, cool. So speaking of things that we have to offer teachers and educators, what is it that that you have to help to serve these leaders and and even these teacher leaders? That because you're right, teachers are leaders too. Is there mm-hmm. something? Is there a resource out there that you feel strongly could help these listeners of the Burned in Teacher podcast? Yeah, there's a there's a million and a half uh, downloadables, you know, on my website, betterleadersbetterschools.com. Um, so, I, you know, I encourage your listeners to definitely check that out. Um, my book came out in, um, what, September of 2018, mm-hmm. and it, it debuted as a number one hot new release in Amazon. So I was really excited, got the screenshot of that. That's so I awesome. Could, uh, send it to my mom. <laughs> but yeah, that, that book's the Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap. It's it's uh, small ideas that lead to big impact. And so if you're, you know, even if you're a classroom teacher, my, my main audience is school administrators. Uh, but I have a ton of people that, that listen to the show and follow me online. Um, so plenty of classroom teachers have gotten immense value from uh, engaging in the book. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the overall feedback that I've gotten from people uh, I was just listening to Voxer right now and um, before our podcast, and um, one of my leadership community members, uh, Kevin, who's a uh, principal in Tunisia. How cool is that? Where's Tunisia? Uh, North Africa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's at he's at a um, uh, international school there. He's the principal. And he said, "Danny, I appreciate your your voice. Uh, your style is so easy to read, and it's not." It's not theory. You've done all this stuff. So uh, I can apply it literally the same day and see impact. Mm-hmm. And that's why the subtitle is, is small ideas that lead to big impact. It's just it's little little things that you can uh, do and put into your practice. And classroom teacher or a principal, it'll definitely lead to a, a better school experience. Uh, and then if people want a more uh, elite working with me experience, you know, I just – Reach out to me, Daniel, at betterleadersbetterschools.com. I do have one-on-one coaching available. Um, the leadership community is only really for principals and APs. Uh, I've, I've allowed a few teachers in, and that's always um, – it hasn't worked out because uh, our, our conversations are so rooted in school leadership. Mm-hmm. And although I say, hey, this is really what's it about, you know, people join – and then they they feel a little disconnected. So uh, just like in this podcast, I had to reflect. That was me. 
I was letting in somebody that not that uh, that community wouldn't work for them or whatever. It's it wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I am happy to work with teachers one on one because then we could cater it specifically to their needs. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. If, if people want to reach out about that, happy to get them more information. All right. So again, I will share all of your, uh, I'll share your website information, your email address in the show notes so people know how to get a hold of you if they want to take advantage of, of working with you. And cool. I can just tell you, just from this conversation, Daniel, I can tell you have so much to offer uh, teachers and, and, and school leaders alike who are really trying to just up their culture game and and step up their their career and just to know how important mm-hmm. it is to to make those connections and take steps and take action. So and that's, mm-hmm. that's totally up my alley. So so glad Yay. that you share that information. So Daniel Sunshine Bauer, can you please <laughs> explain to us where Sunshine comes from? Um, I've yeah. just been so curious to hear if it's your if it's your actual middle name or if it was a nickname <laughs> given to you. Can you tell us that story really quickly? Yeah, well, either my parents like grew up in a commune, you know, and were hippies and gave me the middle name Sunshine, which is not the true story, although I might, I might, uh, you know, own that at some point. But really what, what happened was I, I went through a very uh, dark time and I gave that name to myself. So uh, my friends, best friends didn't give it to me. Uh, it wasn't a nickname I earned through uh, athletics or drama or anything like that. I gave it to myself, Amber, because... As you can tell, I like to reflect. I really like to think, and I, I like to have these, uh, like touch points or signposts or just reminders uh, of things that I need to be reminded of. And so the sunshine part is just that. Listen, you, there's going to be, you're guaranteed. There's going to be great stuff that's going to happen today, and probably some terrible stuff. You always have uh, power within that. I end every podcast that life's 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react to it. And so for me, when those storm clouds roll in and, and you know, they're particularly devastating, well, after every storm, sunshine comes around. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, my middle name's Evan. That's what my mom and dad gave me. Is Dan- <laughs> That's good Daniel, yeah, Daniel Evan Bauer, but, uh, sort of like this online, uh, you know, leadership coach personality that I've, that I've formed, uh, the sunshine part is just to remind myself and others that the, the sun is always going to come out. It's always going to come after every storm. Uh, and so it's about perspective, right? And, and a focus on what matters. I mean, what you pay attention to is what you get. So that's that's something I really have to think about deeply every day. I, I love your advice always comes back to becoming mentally strong. Yeah. And really having power over your mind. Is that a fair assessment? It's all you assessment? got. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So yeah. I so appreciate you saying everything that you did today. So what are some ways that people can get more advice from you? Yeah. Just uh, listen to the podcast, Better Leaders, Better Schools, or the School Leadership Series. I think you'll find both inspirational and encouraging. Yeah, that's right. Um, you have two podcasts. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Okay. So Better Leaders, Better Schools. And what is the second one? School leadership series. School leadership series. And that yeah. one is probably focused more on the actual principalship and, and assistant principals, correct? Yeah, I think um, classroom teachers get a lot from that too because it's about like having tough conversations or uh, how to run great meetings, which could also be how to run a great class. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't, it and, funny, and, isn't it funny how similar those two situations are? <laughs> because I've always said when I was in the classroom, I always said, mm-hmm. I want to run my classroom exactly like the workplace that I want to work in. I do not want to be the boss of my class. Yeah. Like a boss that I wouldn't want to work for. 
Does that make sense? And there were times where I was really, really hard on myself because I would, the kids would leave for the day and I was like, if I was my boss today, I would want to quit because that was, that is not the type of environment that I want to be in. Yeah. So I need to seriously step back and think about not doing those things or not saying those things the way that I Mm -hmm. said them. And especially because I worked with littles, you know, and that is. So such a formative age on helping them understand what school is, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I was I I thought about that a lot. Um, But it also made me very, very critical of my bosses because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you would never want me to treat my students the way that I feel like you're treating me right now as Mm -hmm. an employee. So Mm -hmm. it kind of cut both ways. Have you ever had any thoughts like that? In terms of like me being the employee and the the, the boss was being a, a jerk or uh, that <laughs> that moment in the classroom in your in your classroom as a teacher did you ever did you ever have those thoughts like that? I mean, I definitely wanted to run it in a way that you know it's just a microcosm of a larger organization, so I, I can re- I can relate to that mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, Danny Sunshine Bauer, I have one more <laughs> piece of this in of this interview. So we have a burned in teacher lightning round this or that uh, part Mm. of this interview just to add a little bit of fun because our conversations get so, so serious. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a couple of this or that questions. I'll ask you three or four just off the bat. Whatever comes to your mind first is what you would choose. That is what uh, I'd like you to respond with. Is that cool? Very cool. Let's do it. Okay. Sitting or standing? Uh, Standing. You seem like a standing kind of guy. (laughs) <laughs> comedy or drama comedy <laughs> me too all day <laughs> all day all right and finally being too warm or too cold too cold oh really yeah. so what what is what is the weather like in the netherlands right now it's cold it's, it's cold. uh so you like it right it's now, under it's it under 40 it's like 30 36 38 mm-hmm. um sun's not really poking out and it's been windy the past couple of days yeah. uh so yeah, there's an icy chill in the air. That's for sure. It's not as cold <laughs> as Chicago gets, but it's yeah. different. It's a different life. We don't own a car. I haven't had a car in the last two years, and so everything is by walking, bike, or um, train and bus. Mm-hmm. And so you're outside a lot. And you know, there's the 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 Saturday markets. They go on throughout the year. Um, you get your fresh produce and great meat and all sorts of just fun things. Or like the beautiful Christmas markets uh, all over Europe. You know, those are running in the middle of the winter. Um, so you're outside. So there's always sort of this, just this chill to the bone. Yeah. I, I hate being too hot. Ugh. <laughs> I differ with you there. I could move yeah. to a warm place and, and never leave. But uh, yeah. it sounds like you're experiencing, experiencing the same weather that we're having right here in Indiana. So yeah. not a whole lot different. Although I'm sure the views are beautiful. Oh, you better believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Danny Sunshine Bauer. I so appreciate your time and your wisdom today. Thanks, Amber. I appreciate you allowing me to speak with your listeners today. Of course. Anytime. Wow. You know, I really wish that I would have been able to hear this episode about 10 years ago when I was really, really struggling with my relationship, Um, not just with my administrator, but with my Um, assistant principal as well. And, you know, I think it would have been really helpful for me to be reminded that relationships really start with me. You get out what you put in. And I was so busy and so obsessed with blaming him 
for all of my problems that I didn't take a second to step back and say, you know what? you haven't really made a big effort yourself to change this situation. (laughs) And if you listen to last week's episode, I get really uh, humble in admitting my mistake of spending so much time complaining and venting that I didn't really seek solid solutions. Um, And I think really a big solution to that problem would have been to do what Danny said and to look inside myself and say, what have you done? Have you invested any time in listening to what he has to say or his struggle? And so I wonder for you what that looks like when you ask yourself that question. If you're complaining about not getting support from your principal, um, how much support have you offered him or her? So I think that's my biggest takeaway from today. And, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there's so many correlations between the relationship between a principal and a teacher and the relationship between a teacher and a classroom. So I felt like this episode had a uh, kind of a double whammy of impact. So if you're struggling with the engagement of your students in your classroom, this is a great time for you to ask, what am I doing or what am I not doing to engage these students in the content and to build a relationship with them? My very favorite part of the interview was actually where Danny laid out the exact steps you can take to begin having that conversation and that build that understanding between yourself and your principal. He said, first of all, check yourself. What are you adding to this relationship? And and think about this too. Are, are you, you know, deposits versus withdrawals? Um, what does that balance look like? The second thing is to walk a mile in their shoes. Um, what does their day look like? What might be the reason that they feel distant, distant, connected or disengaged. And the final step here is actually being brave enough to start and have a courageous conversation. Maybe starting a conversation starting with, I'm feeling disconnected from you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but these things are happening and I want to have a better relationship with you. So what are the steps that we can take to get there? And of course, like I said several times during this episode, All of these apply to your relationship with yourself and your students in your classroom. I hope you took away as many valuable pieces of information from this episode as I did. And next week, we will continue with Administration is Burning Me Out on the Burned in Teacher podcast. As always, I invite you to share your experiences, your questions, and of course, your frustrations and struggles along your journey out of burnout. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher to share your story and to seek support. I will see you next week for another episode of the Burned Burned in Teacher podcast. Burn on. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned in Teacher podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero and you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest Burned in Teacher podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the Burned in Teacher podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.